Yo, yo, Anchor Nation, what is good? Uncle Mike back again with another episode of my podcast journey. And I hope everybody's uh, had a good weekend, a good Easter Sunday, Easter weekend. Um, I am myself and not a, you know, very religious person, so I I, I didn't really celebrate it. (laughs) Um, Like by going Easter egg hunting or, or, you know, just... Really, um, I mean, with the quarantine, there hasn't been too much uh, celebration going on. Um, but either way, I, I uh, don't celebrate it with my family at all. Um, and, you know, uh, this, especially this weekend, it has not been, uh, yeah, very productive in terms of uh, hanging out with family or anything like that. I, uh, if anything, I, I just got some work done. Um, I did work out, you know, I've been a lot more active uh, during the weekends, even though Sunday was literally didn't leave the house, didn't do any goddamn thing, (laughs) just was lazy. I just stayed in my room, you know, got up and and walked around the house. That that was it. That was it. Uh, Saturday, you know, I went for a bike ride. Uh, That was really fun. I uh, got a chance to really explore my neighborhood for the first time in a bike uh rode around all all around my neighborhood and and you know kind of got lost a little bit and, and found my way back home which uh was uh i guess you could say the highlight of my weekend um but it was cool i uh, had a good time uh nothing too stressful uh paid some bills uh Watch some TV. I was on a Netflix. I was watching a Netflix series called Love is Blind. And I was so, I don't know. I mean, it's a great show. I was uh, somewhat uh, drawn in uh, by the experiment. And the premise of the show is we, the premise of the show is we, uh, let's see here. The premise uh, 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 contestants, uh, people who were who were put on the show. Uh, there, I believe there was a, a total of uh, ten or twenty men, twenty women, and they go into a secluded area without any phones or anything like that, and they basically um, they. They meet in in a room where they can't see each other, and but they could hear each other. They could and they could talk to each other. And uh, basically, the uh, premise is: can someone actually fall in love with someone's personality, and then match up with them, match up with them after, match up with them afterwards on, uh, you know, like like uh, after the proposal, after they get married. Um, after they ask for hand in marriage and they said yes and then they get and then they review each other's identity and they try to see if the uh chemistry or the connection is still there after after the fact um and it was very very interesting i feel like i honestly feel like um the experiment was a failed experiment um but that's just my opinion of it all because, um, so let me tell you how exactly the show kind of pans out. I, I say this because, okay, so 
at first there's 20 men, 20 women. <laughs> and then it ends up uh, only uh, five couples uh, uh, come out of it. Five, five couples come out of it. Um, and only two uh, got married, officially got married. Of the of the five couples that got into it, so you know, like out of twenty men and women, forty you know forty contestants, uh, you know the the, uh, the ratio of uh, you know successful marriage, successful connection was very low, very very low, and uh, that's to me you know like I don't like doing numbers and all that stuff. I like to believe that it does work, and I think. A lot of times it is a mind over matter type of thing as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I prefer, I mean, even though it sounds like a very, very uh, ideal, you know, uh, situation uh, for people to get to know each other and then and then uh, meet in person and, and, and see how they actually do together. I think that's it's it's ideal like in a vacuum it's very fairy tale like but it doesn't reflect reality uh, men are visual creatures a majority of men not not you know uh, you know not all men I can't you know I'm not I'm not confident enough to say all men are like this um, but majority of men uh, look at the physical or, or visual creatures and uh, you know we 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 look at a we look at a woman and we you know we know instantly whether or not uh, the attraction is there or not and then we go off of getting to know the person before we fully decide like if if uh, there's a connection there and if uh, we're gonna make it I mean that's you know this is the general consensus of how men approach the whole mating and you know dating process of all of it you know um so i mean and, and i'm no different if i see a girl that i find attractive beautiful whatever my first instinct is okay i i'm attracted to this person and i want to get to know this person if i don't see that and i'm just talking to people's voice a uh, person's voice who knows what's <laughs> I mean I'm just speaking from my point of view who knows uh, if, if I'm attracted to her or not <laughs> I could be really attracted to the personality you know but then when I see her in person it's like oh geez she is not what I expected you know uh, so so that I mean it's a very very touchy subject and I honestly feel that uh, you know this uh, this experiment is, is very very uh, you know uh, naive. So um, I mean, but it makes for great television. Um, uh, I mean, after watching the after watching the the ten episode season and and kind of coming to a conclusion. Um, you know, like some of the, some of the, uh, some of the men in there, like I could automatically tell they were like experienced and they knew what they were doing and confident and it came off confident and came off as, you know, like just great guys versus 
uh, someone that had no idea what they were doing. And uh, yeah, someone who didn't know what they were doing and just kind of, you know, made it look like they knew what they were doing. And, and um, uh, you know, I just feel like, uh, uh, you know, it had a lot to do with the editing as well. Um, you know, and this is how reality TV works. There always someone needs to be a villain. You know, there, there, there's never a like a house full of everybody. Everybody's a regular person, and and you know, <laughs> everybody's just trying to find love. No, there has to be someone that's a villain. And I feel like TV has certainly kind of went ahead with that format and created some villains in in each of the show. They created some, you know, like some good, uh, what do you call it, uh, golden boy or, or very, you know, uh, clean images of other, other characters, you know, like they gave, they gave everybody a role and it just was a very, very, uh, I mean, you know, like I, this is why I don't watch too much reality TV because I know this stuff is, is is make-believe either way you know it's, it's never the full story um and and you know the perfect example was the there was a there was a girl on there her, her name was jessica and uh they turned they made her into this total villain uh but i uh when i looked at her i saw so much i had so much empathy for her uh that i i couldn't uh, bring myself to call you know to hate on her like that and and if anything, I hated the I hated Mark, his uh, the guy he the guy she picked the guy she picked. I hated him the most. I just couldn't stand how because for one, okay, Jessica is thirty four and uh, Mark is ten years younger than than Jessica, and uh, his belief of love and all these things was so uh, I don't want to say superficial, but I, it was so naive that I, I honestly felt like um, he has no idea what, or what he's talking about. Um, he just comes off that, that, he just comes off like he knows what he's talking about. And I get it, uh, you know, that, that confidence is great, it's great, but um, um, like your, I mean, I feel like he was faking it, completely faking it, when he has no idea what he's talking about. And uh, I could see it. I could see that he was just fronting all the way. And uh, you know, and he in the in, in the in the in the whole show, you know, she was just so um, in the show. She was so. I mean, Jessica was like so apparent that, like, after they proposed, after he proposed to her, and she said yes, and that once they got together, like, she was so like not. Um, connecting with him and showed so many signs that she wasn't that you know and and he kept on pushing it he kept on you know uh, trying to tell her like oh it's it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay you know Um, like I you know I just felt bad for her I felt really bad for her I don't I don't hate her I don't hate her at all I I mean uh, you know and I just know there's there's more to the story than just what the 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 the, the program the TV show is is telling us. So um, 
you know, and, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because I, uh, you know, looking at the comments, looking at people, people were like so like all, all on Mark's side and, you know, this and that. And everybody was against Jessica. And I just thought like, no, 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 Jessica is the victim here. <laughs> Total victim. Everybody, you know, and Mark is not the scumbag. He's not a scumbag. He's not a villain. But he was such a... He was such a beta male. He was such a person of low value, uh, such, such a low value man that he he kept taking the the rejections from Jessica, the clear signs from, of rejection. But but you know he still kept taking it and kept coming back for more and saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay. We'll we'll make this work. We'll make this work. And it, you know if she if he stood up to her. For just an ounce, just a little bit, I think her her attitude would have totally changed. Would have totally changed. So that, that's just my opinion of all of it. But it was it was a uh, yeah. Um, so after watching the show, and, and this show was recommended to me by uh, by a friend uh, who who I met on Tinder, and so we watched it and we discussed it and. You know, she she thought it was quite very interesting. Uh, uh, she thought it was interesting how I thought like, oh, Jessica is not the villain, and she hated Jessica. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't hate Jessica at all. I think Mark is the one that drove Jessica away. If he was a real man, uh, or if she acted, if he acted correctly and behaved correctly like a man does, she would have been so drawn to him. Because at the end of the day, he was not a bad-looking dude. Um, um, you know, he's like totally successful in his own right. But uh, just how he was talking to this girl, uh, I just felt like, oh, it's not not the best, not the best. So that's uh, you know, that was my opinion of it. It was, a, it was an interesting show, but uh, I did caught I did catch up with uh, Castlevania. Castlevania, the anime, uh, animated series on Netflix, and that's a great show. Um, I highly recommend you guys check it out for all you fans out there who are into Castlevania, into the whole uh, Castlevania, uh, you know, uh, story. Uh, it starts. Uh, it, it it starts off at in Castlevania three. So Castlevania 3 is um, based on uh, Trevor Belmont. Um, crap, I forget the sorceress name. But uh, yeah, there's a sorceress and then there's Dracula's son. And it's, it's a very, very interesting, very interesting anime and has a lot of uh, cursing and adult content, nudity, gore. So I highly recommend everybody check that out. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a great show. Um, what else? Uh, morning. Yeah. So I. Oh, anyways. Um. Jeez, I've been kind of just rambling. <laughs> okay. Uh. Enough about 
you know, what's been going on and, you know, hope everybody's had a good weekend and happy Monday and all these good stuff. It is Monday, uh, the day after Easter, Easter Sunday, which is, I believe, the 13th, April 13th. It is currently 9.45 in the morning. Uh, I've been doing about 15 minutes of walking right now. Uh, I wanted to share Monday's quote with everybody. Uh, And on Monday's quote, the quote goes, a good morning text is just more than just that. I'm paraphrasing here, but a good morning text is more than just a good morning text. Uh, There's a silent message in there and uh, and it means, I think of you when I wake up. And this is a great quote because, you know, it it kind of uh, shows you that people who, who, who say good morning or say how are you or, or, or uh, you know, ask you about your day and things like that. Like, don't brush it off and don't make it seem like, oh, that's just like some, you know, some sort of general salutations type of thing. It's more than that. I mean, people ask because they care. And I think it's important that you also take some consideration and put some thought into your answer. And not just say, oh, I'm fine. No, it's cool. You know, like, like you give off that vibe that you're, you don't really want to talk to them um, when, when they, they didn't even have to, like, ask you how your day was. Uh, but they do it because they care. So uh, next time, I think, when someone asks you, how are you? Or when someone says, good morning, you know, take the time to, you know, answer back and, and ask them how they're doing. So think about that. Okay, and that's Monday's uh, IG post, and I'm gonna dive in here to a little bit of uh, the topic today, which is topic of today, uh, which is uh, expectations. Oh, well, this is an interesting topic. Interesting topic indeed. Last week, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed uh, uh, flexible, being flexible, because uh, that is, that was a good topic. Um, you know, and, and going into debating with that one cat on the dating forum was uh, definitely a kind of like a blood boiling rant. Uh, uh, but I'm glad it, it, you know, it kind of, uh, um, you know, dissipated uh, after all this. I, I don't remember. I think this is a great thing about Anchor is just, I get to kind of vent uh, what the hell's been going on and then you know, after after talking it out, it's like, oh, oh, I feel better. It's better than letting it bottled up, you know. So, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to see the therapeutic uh, therapeutic uh, uh, benefits of of doing a podcast uh, with with friends or just by myself and just doing this sort of recording and while I do my walk. This is this is great. This is awesome. Um, so, oh, uh, I also want to talk about the. Hope you guys enjoyed that last music track. Ah, crap. 
I can't remember what the name of the song was. Um, I would have to stop this video or stop that, stop this podcast to uh, figure out what uh, song that was. Um, I could kind of search for it right now too though. Let's just see if I can try to do that. Okay. Um, But um, to jump on the topic of expectations, good versus bad. Okay, um, normally um, expectations is like kind of like a natural thing that occurs within us. A lot of times it's, it begins or we started learning about expectations when, uh, you know, we're just kids, when we're just babies. Um, that, uh, you know, if, we're, if we behave well, we expect to, you know, earn a good grade or get a treat. Uh, or get a cookie or, or something, you know, we get rewarded for uh, behaving well. And uh, I think it's really interesting how uh, as we get older, our expectations are, are really like that as till this, you know, remains the same. As we, if we do good, we expect to, you know, we do good at our job, we expect to get a raise, we do this, we expect that, or we do this for a person, we expect them to do the same thing for us. And I think, I think a certain amount of expectations is healthy and it's good for everybody. Um, but um, it gets bad. It gets, it can get very, very bad if you start believing that you deserve it, you know? over the next person, over the next guy that, that, that you're competing with or, or even uh, you're expecting it from someone because you de- you've done nice things for them and uh, you, know, you, you, you were hoping that it would be reciprocated and someone would do something for you in return and yet they don't and you get all pissed off about it. So uh, I'm here to kind of today want to differentiate the 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 two there's good expectations and there's bad expectations okay so good expectations i should i mean this is very ad hoc this is very loose Uh, i'm just kind of like making stuff up on the fly bad i I just want to just tell you maybe i we can dive into it a little bit more uh later in the day or when we're talking to other people and so Good expectations, bad expectations. Um, what's good expectations? For example, good expectations are anything to do uh, with yourself. Like if you expect yourself to be better, that's a good expectation. When you expect yourself to have some discipline, when you expect yourself to... Um, to not fly off the rails when someone acts up. Um, when you uh, when you expect yourself to uh, get up on time every morning to get to work. Um, when you expect yourself to prepare for a test and you do it, uh, or you you know, so these are good expectations, you know, and because they it, you hold you're, you're holding yourself accountable, right? Bad expectations is when you're kind of holding other people accountable when you try to hold other people accountable but you have no right to do that if you know what I'm saying like like 
Um, for example, if you expect your friend to share his candy with you just because that's your friend, that's not such a good expectation. Even though you share with them, they don't necessarily have to share with you. Um, because because that person could be really hungry and just like that was the only meal that he that he or she has today, and doesn't feel like sharing. She's very hungry, wants to eat everything, doesn't want to share. You can't be too mad at that person um, because uh, you expected him, you expected that person to share, and he or she doesn't share with you. You can't be too mad about that. Um, but and yet, so that's a bad expectation to have a. To have high expectations of someone else because you've done so many kind things to them. That's not, and, and I think that's, the, that's a very terrible mindset and a very terrible way to go about uh, gaining friendships or, or things like that. Like, because it's not a friendship anymore. All of a sudden now it's just a uh, transaction between two strangers or two, between two acquaintances. Um, because, uh, you know. Now you feel resentful for you sharing all these things to this person and you feel slighted because this person does not doing the same for you for whatever reason at that moment, you know, and then you get mad, you get resentful. And the next thing you know, you don't want to share with that person anymore. You know, that you're, you're not really, really a kind person to begin with. You're really just a person who is... Uh, some sort of uh, some sort of partner business transaction deal guy, you know, and like I do for you, you do for me, you know, blah 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 blah. It's never like, oh, I'm just a kind person. I'll keep giving. Um, not to say you should be a kind person who keeps giving. You know, it's like it's like you can keep giving to somebody. You can be a very very giving person. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got to know your limits too. You can't you can't you can't you can't pour from an empty cup, as they say. So it's important that you uh, understand that you don't, you, you should never get taken advantage of. You should always, um, you know, have some self-respect. Uh, so I think that's highly, highly important. And I honestly feel that um, uh, everybody out there should be somewhat um, um have, have somewhat some kind of expectations of yourself which are which are good expectations you should definitely have some expectations of your friends too and family members you know um meaning meaning um and, and these are good expectations now uh with your friends and family like i respect you all the time whatever i would never talk down uh, at you or i would never talk out in front of you uh, in front of your family or or your spouse or whatever and i expect the same type of behavior you know and this is like kind of like you know falls into self-respect you know and if you can't respect that that boundary then you don't have to deal with me anymore you know like we don't have to deal with each other that and, and that's the bottom line like you draw that line and uh, you stand by your, you stand by your, you know, you stand by your morals and, um, you know, that's self-respect and those are good expectations. Same thing from your spouse, you know, if, 
if your spouse is being disrespectful to you, you know, just because you're your spouse doesn't mean you have to take it. You need to stand to your stand up to, to your spouse and just like, hey, I don't appreciate you talking to me this way. You know, I'm gonna let you cool off before you come and come and talk to me, you know? But if you expect your spouse to like do everything for you, because that's your spouse, those are bad expectations. Um, I don't know if this is, I, I know, I hope this is all making sense. Bad and good expectations. At the end of the day, it's, it, 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 it's actually kind of a uh, fuzzy line, you know, it's a thin line. Um, so, you know, uh, we might need a little more time to kind of dive into this. Uh, but, um, or maybe not, maybe there's a very, very clear explanation, but, uh, you know, Uncle Mike is not like the best, I mean, I'm not a psychologist and I'm not like a, you know, some sort, some sort of a self-help guru, uh, but I, I do understand that there are good expectations and bad expectations. Maybe I'll get some friends in here to kind of talk more, talk more about it, and then we'll... We can totally go from there. Uh, but uh, hope everybody's enjoying this episode so far. Uh, let's see here. We go back to. Ocean Drive. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's <laughs> track, <laughs> which is by Duke DeMont, and the name of the song is Ocean Drive. Uh, again, you know, it's like a very housey, housey, housey song. And I uh, hope you guys like it because I'm a real big fan of house music or electro house or electronic house. Ah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's such a huge genre and there's so many subgenres within EDM. Uh, but it's a great song and I hope you guys like it. Odie and a goodie. Anyways, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to jump back on it. I'm going to jump back on it soon and um, we're going to discuss more. Maybe someone's uh, willing to jump in this podcast and talk to me about it. Uh, Anyways, talk to you guys again soon. I'll let you later. Peace.